0: Special night tonight, we have uh, Nancy Hutchins and Chad and A.B. Almy are going to be sharing. Nancy's going to go first and talk some about the vertical dimensions of loving our spouse. And Chad and A.B. are going to talk a little bit about the horizontal dimensions of loving our spouse. Obviously, they're not going to give everything there is. They're sharing some out of their experience and uh, what what has proven true to them. And then both of them are going to have some... Uh, kind of guided exercises for you around your table. It won't be a typical discussion around the table. You'll be spending some time alone and some time speaking to your spouse, I think is what they came up with. So uh, they'll guide us through all of that. So I'm going to pray uh, to open us. Nancy's going to come up. Do you have a, a video? Okay, so I'm going to pray and then we'll watch this video. And then I'm just going to turn it over to Nancy and she will take it from there. God, uh, thank you for tonight. I Thank you for the folks who are here. Uh, We know marriage is important. We know it's important to you, and the folks here have said it's important to them. And so, God, I pray that every couple would leave here with at least one tool that they can use to better love their spouse. We know um, marriages are vulnerable in some ways, and we pray for the strengthening of every relationship here tonight. I pray for Nancy and for Chad and A.B., and that you'd anoint them to share the things that you've put on their heart and the things that you've taught them during their years of marriage, and I pray you would, we would all have open hearts uh, to what you want to say. So any sense of maybe defensiveness or nervousness of talking about this, we know to all of that. We pray that your peace would fill our hearts and that we would, again, just have ears to hear what you're wanting to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Um, so I'm here tonight um, to give testimony. And about what God has done in my life. So, my name is Nancy. I'm married to Brandon. We've been married for 18 years, and we have four kids, and they are they range range in age from 15 down to six. We have two teenagers in the house and two elementary school kids, and it's really fun. It's a great time of life in our house right now. We're just enjoying we're just enjoying life with these kids. Um, <clears throat> And, but it's hard. The marriage has been the biggest challenge of my life. And I say that with all sincerity. There is nothing that I have undertaken that's been more challenging for me than just, um, enjoying my marriage and, and, and loving my spouse. Um, so I knew right away when David asked me to share, I knew right away what I wanted to say tonight. <clears throat> and actually knowing a long time ago what I wanted to say is, Kind of posed all kinds of crazy problems for me right here at the last minute because I knew, I knew what I wanted to say and I knew what I wanted to give testimony to, what God has done for me um, over 18 years. The first thing that he has shown me is that I've got to change the way I think. Um, We'll just dive right in because I don't have a ton of time. I had to change the way I think. Um, and it's hard to do because thinking is like breathing. Thinking is its the most natural thing in the world. You don't think about your next breath, and you don't think about what you're thinking about either, um, unless you do. Unless you do decide to think about your next breath. And as Nori could tell us, Taking a huge deep breath and letting it out changes your body. It changes what's going on in your body. And if you can begin to take charge of your thought life in the same way, makes a huge change in your, in your heart and in your head. So I had to change the way I thought, um, for sure. And it's not easy to do because we're having 20 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Um, how do you police that? How do you get a handle on that? I said that to my mom yesterday. I said, do you know we have 60,000 thoughts a day? And she said, Nancy, they all come just one at a time. You know? <laughs> She's like, you might have a lot of them, but they come one at a time. Um, <clears throat> so be encouraged and don't be overwhelmed. Um, I think it's important to recognize how that our thoughts are... They're staying. What we're thinking about is staying in our heads. It's easy to feel like, I had a thought, it came in this ear, it crossed over and did a few things, and out the other side it went. Um, but that's actually not how your brain works. And I'm not a scientist, and I don't know a lot about the functioning of the brain, but I do know that everything I've read is saying that what you're thinking about, it stays. Even when you don't feel like you're thinking about it anymore, it stays up here. Um <clears throat> And this is where a person named Gary Smalley comes into the story. We met Gary Smalley about five years ago, and he was so excited to share um, with us as couples something that he was learning. And it was about trees and growing trees. Um, And they don't grow in your yard. They grow in your head. Um, And he was just captured and captivated with this idea that he could control the trees he was growing in his head. He could, he could change the landscape of his, of his mind by controlling these, the thoughts that he was having. That his thoughts were growing something. They weren't just passing through. They were growing something big in his mind. And that the way he was thinking was changing everything about the way he was interacting with people. So this is where it comes, this is where we come back to what does all this have to do with your marriage? You, I think you can probably connect the dots. Um, <clears throat> my problem as a young married person, and still to this day, but I'm doing so much better, um, was that I would have a single thought, and I'll I'll just give you an example because it's easier to do it that way than to explain the process. I would have a thought, and it would go something like, poof, the grass is so tall. It's just, I think it's really tall. It's Wednesday, and I, I mean it. It looks long to me. I mean, it, it's, and it's spring; this stuff is growing like crazy. By Saturday, it's it's going to be this will be ten inches tall. And what if he doesn't cut the grass? What if he says he won't do it? What if he says he doesn't have time? Or well, you know, and that's just so like him, isn't it? He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the house. He doesn't care about it the way I care about it. You know, my dad cut the grass. <laughs> he cut the grass. My dad cut the grass. And every week, and when he didn't do it, my brother did it. And we, our kids aren't old enough to cut the grass, and I need. So, you can see where this is going. And the trouble is, is that if you noticed, the where I started was oh the grass, but where I where I end or where I progress to is that I begin to, I'm building a case against him, and it's it becomes rather serious because now I'm going to begin to. Dig deeper. I'm going to begin to say, you know, he just doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't respect our things the way my family respected our things. He's, you know, he just doesn't. He doesn't have that drive. It, It it began to escalate and get more and more serious. And it was a real, real problem for me. And this, I could, any, there were any number of thoughts that could set it off, um, just for kicks and giggles. Another one might have been putting away the laundry. I was a stay at home mom. I'm very blessed to be that. Um, and I would fold laundry and I actually would put it all the way away in his drawers for him and they were tight. He had way too many t shirts. He had so many t shirts. I, the more T-shirts than anybody should have, and I just—I uh, think he's a hoarder of T-shirts, and I just don't like that. And there's something about the way he is, about his things, he, you know. You know, I would begin to do this thing where I would build this case against him, <clears throat> and the Lord stopped me. Thank God He did. He stopped me and said, "You—you you gotta cut it out." Just stop and begin to recognize recognize the pattern that you're falling into. Um, <clears throat> stop meditating and cherishing what you hate about him. <laughs> um, I think some of you guys, oh thanks, um, I think some people never struggle with this. And I just um, would celebrate that if you're going, I don't know, this just doesn't feel like me. But um, for those of you who are like me, it's devastating. It can have devastating repercussions. And so I realized I got to quit this. And the first step was just to become kind of aware of my thought life and begin to sort of um, take responsibility for what I was meditating on. And meditating, I mean just thinking over and over again. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Um, I was just thinking over and over again on these things. And there was a phrase that came back to me that um, at this time, it was something that my mom has said to me really since I was a little girl. But she'll still, she'll still say it every now and then. Uh, frisk your thoughts. You just got to frisk them, pat them down. They just, you, just, you ask them, Are you good? Are you true? Are you pure? You know, if you're not, you've got to go. You got to let, let it go. Um, and I just began to do that. I just began to get, gather some awareness of where I was going with, um, with my thoughts. And I, and I began to decide that if I began to feel anxious or irritable, stop. What am I, what am I doing here? He's not even home. He's out working, so you can stay home with the baby. You know, he's not even here, and you're just building this this case against him. So step one, stop meditating on my spouse's weaknesses. And I love this word, stop cherishing them. You know what it means to cherish something and you look to take it out and you look at it and you think about it. Um stop doing that. So it take, took recognizing the ruts in my brain and kind of recognizing the little things that kind of would set me off. Um, <clears throat> and then just stop. Stop in the middle. I'm not going there. I'm not I'm not doing that. Frisk your thoughts. If they're not true, noble, good, right, kick them out. Um, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to do that. Um, I had to start cherishing what I loved. And um, for me... I am not proud to say that there were times when I was so discouraged and hopeless about marriage that I I had to really go back to the basics to be thanking God for what I loved about my spouse. I had to go back to the basics. And what I mean by the basics would be, okay, God, I am not going to complain and I'm going to thank you that he gets up in the morning. He gets up every day. He does not lay out of work. He does not call in sick. He is a man who is going to work every day. And I began to, I just started there. And I began to build a better case and build um, and grow a better tree um, in my brain with some positive things and cherishing what I really loved about him. Um, So, back to trees. Your subconscious is powerful, and I think that as you, as you begin to gather some awareness about what it is that you're thinking about, and then as you begin to have thoughts halt, what's your business here? What are you doing? Um, we have a real opportunity to cut off. Bad trees cut off the, the roots of something that's small that might be growing. And for the really big things that are growing in our hearts, we have a chance to starve and, and really um, make those trees shrink. Um, just by stopping thinking about them. They will naturally shrink. And then you've the silver bullet is when you begin to actually cherish what you love and think on what is dear to you about your spouse, what you originally fell in love with, or what you love about them today, you actually can grow beautiful, healthy trees. And um, And as you do that, we're starving out these negative ones. And... I was reading yesterday about the subconscious and this this idea of trees and what's happening in our brains. And um, I just remember feeling this truth. The subconscious is so powerful. The conscious mind can execute like 2,000 actions per second. Your brain can do that. Your subconscious mind can execute in the millions of actions per second. It's just immensely more powerful than what we're just using to do math problems and to arrange the carpool schedule and to get to the meeting on time it's just much more powerful um and so as i began to to really grow love and grow a tree and multiple trees a forest of trees of things that i loved about brandon my I changed, I softened towards him, and there wasn 't anything new I was doing i don 't think I just had a softer place in my heart for him to land and i know i I know he felt it, I know that it made a difference, and it 's still making a difference for us um, as I begin to cultivate this these positive things. If the tree is good, the fruit will be good, and the fruit is is your next thought. It's that seed, the next thing you're going to say. It's, uh, you know, when you get bumped, when life bumps you, it's what's going to come out. Um, is is the fruit good or is it bad? Um, and we'll know, we'll know when life bumps you, when life gives you a difficult moment, minor or major. Um, <clears throat> so, I stand before you today. And I can tell you that it took me time, this is amazing, it took me time to think of examples of what used to bug me about Brandon. I'm healed. I am truly healed. I had to sit there and sit, because my mom said, listen, I think you need some specific examples. I don't know. you got to get a little more specific about what do you mean here. And I said, oh, I don't remember. I don't even remember what bothered me. I, 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 and actually, and this is this is very beautiful, I think as I think back about the early years of my life, which I know in my head were very difficult we We did not have a perfect we we have struggled it's been a battle it's been difficult um, to be married and to really enjoy our marriage. Um, but it's interesting because as I look back now, and as I write all of this down, and get ready to tell you guys what I'm thinking, um, I look back at those years, and they feel like happy years to me. <laughs> they do. God has God has taken what what really was. I would say years one through seven <laughs> were, were dicey. It was difficult. Um, and I really, I feel healed. I feel like God has restored me. Um, as I look back, and I, and I do, I really do feel like um, this idea of just exchanging the negative and planting the positive <clears throat> has, has has made a huge difference in my life. Um, and I hope I, I threw in the trees. I hope that that helps you just kind of get a visual picture that. You, it's true it's true, and it's amazing you they can actually see it on they can see it when they scan the brain that a thought adds a what they call a dentrite onto a current uh, something that's already there it adds on, and, and this thing in your mind grows bigger and bigger, and it can be beautiful it can be beautiful it can be something that gives shade and blesses you and first and then Give shade and is a blessing to those in your life. So, changing the way I think was huge for me. Um, it's still changing me. And frankly, as I wrote it, I felt really convicted because I've used this for Brandon, but there's some, some people in my life that are the difficult people in my life. I think everybody knows what I mean when I say that. Some people that I have struggled to love. I haven't really applied this with them, and I felt really convicted, like, wow, I need to do this. I need to do this. When that thought crops up that just, oh, she always, he never, I wish that we could, you know, stop. Cut that bad tree off and plant a new good one. Um, and I need to I need to apply it to some other relationships in my life. <clears throat> okay, part two. There's only two points um, to what I want to say tonight. And you, I bet you're gonna be like, "Oh, not that, not that." Are you okay? All good. Oh. oh, okay. Do you know what I thought? I thought there's a roach on the table, or like there's a bug on the table. They had to kill it. Nice, nice. Okay. All right. So the second point, and I, you. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you'll think about it, but um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's, it's prayer. It's changed everything for me. And I know that you might be sitting there and saying, oh, I've got the power of a praying wife on the shelf. I've already done that. You know, I've already, oh, you know, it's just, it, I think everybody would rather go home with a list. We'd all like to just tell me what I need to do. I'll begin working down the list. Give me 30 days and I'll, you know, I'll check it off it I'd rather do almost everything in my life but it prayer has revolutionized our marriage and I think it's probably changed me more than it's changed Brandon but I do I do pray I do pray for God to change Brandon the truth is out um, So all right so let's start at the beginning. prayers. David Eldridge said it this fall I think maybe late summer he said that the prayers of the saints are precious and they're powerful and he he um, referenced Revelation 8 when he said it and he describes the prayers of the saints are in a bowl and they sit and the, they sit right in front of the Lord all day long all night long all the time the prayers of the saints are right there in front of him they're very precious and An angel picks up those prayers and pours them out onto the world. And when he does, there's thunder and there's lightning and storms. And it's the beginning of the destruction of the whole world. And he uses the prayers of the saints. He pours them out. It's amazing. If all you heard tonight was just, if you got a shot in the arm to remember that your prayer life is so profoundly powerful, um, that would be and that's a huge sermon that's like that might be the very best thing you could take from tonight. Um, and it's meant so much to me to sort of meditate on this idea that my prayers are precious and they're powerful. Uh, number two, you have profound access as your spouse's person. Um, I don't know how that works. it's a supernatural thing, but you can make things happen um, because of just because of who you are because you are Your husband's wife, or because you are your wife's husband, Uh, you have profound access, I think, with the Lord as you pray for your spouse. Um, Thirdly, um, I want you to um, think about the fact that as you invest in anything, anything you give your time to, anything you give your finances to, you'll find that. Your heart will kind of follow after it, you know, and as you begin to get involved, however you get involved, it's easy to, to care more and more about that thing. And it's the very same thing with your spouse. Um, it's absolutely a truth that has been true for me. I have prayed for Brandon, and as I have, my heart, my heart follows him. My heart, it, it does make me feel closer to him, and it does... It makes me want to know what happened. I want to know the bits because I prayed for it. I want to know how it went down today, or I want to see. I want to cherish the things that I see God growing in him because I'm I'm actually going for some things. I'm actually asking God for some things, and I'm watching for those in Brandon's life. It brings me closer to Brandon. Um, <clears throat> number four. Um, this is huge. This is huge, um, and it's just this. I would shoot for the moon with your prayers. I just ask for it all, you know. Get, I, um, I think I'm guilty. Maybe all of us are guilty sometimes. It's just about praying for our circumstances and praying for the interview or praying for the safe travel, for the doctor's appointment, for whatever is on the agenda that day. Um, but, I would encourage you to ask for everything, ask for all of it from the lord and I've, I, can, I can tell you that my experience with this has been that the more I ratchet up look oh God I want to see these I want to see these big things in me. I want to see these big things in Brandon. Um, he meets my, that faith, he meets that faith, he comes right to those places. And, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a miracle. It's totally supernatural. Um, so yeah, go, go for all of it. And I think maybe the best way to really say this is to say, David, when I mentioned this point to David, he said, yeah, that's like praying always and forever prayers. Uh, these are the things that you're always going to want for your spouse and for yourself. And as I pray for Brandon, I spend more time on my always and forever prayers than I spend on the details of his life, his next interview or his, the deal that he's working on. I I spend less time there and I spend more time on these always and forever. So always and forever's prayers sound like this. um, I'll just give you a couple of mine. Um, I would pray, God, make us one like you and the Father are one. Make us, make us one like Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. Um, I would pray Um, May the Lord make our love increase And overflow for each other And that he would strengthen our hearts Um, That's just straight from scripture Um, That's another one from scripture God put your spirit within me And um, cause me to walk in your statutes God put your spirit in Brandon And make him walk in your statutes Um, And then the last one would be Create in me a clean heart Or create in Brandon a clean heart Um, just going to Scripture and letting Scripture inform your prayer life um, has been huge. And I think a lot of times I might get uh, driving down the road, oh, I should pray. you know. And I think just having a couple things or maybe just one thing that you're going to ask for that you know you want and just go back to that and bang on that door and um, maybe look through the Scripture, see if there's something that jumps out, if it sounds awesome. You probably want that, and pray for it. Um, and jot it down on the card, tuck it in the dashboard, and this is the one. This is the one I'm going for. And frankly, I don't have lots of these. I really don't. I've been married 18 years, but I don't have a long list. Oh, I prayed this for that year, and this for that year. I, I really have had a very simple prayer life. Um, but And God is, you know, I've done just nothing. And God has just done Everything in my life, um, and I stand here as a witness today that what was a difficult—we um, were very much in love—but what was a difficult beginning is really very beautiful and sweet, and a happy marriage today. Um, and we've seen—we've seen a lot. We've been in the trenches, but we're enjoying—we're um, enjoying what God's doing for us, and we're still learning. And I do think that periods of difficulty come and go, and we're not in one of those right now, and I thank God that we're not. I do think every marriage just does a little that ebb and flow. And so if you are someone who's experiencing that, I would say, be encouraged, doesn't those things come and then they go and they come and then they go. And we are still um, experiencing that coming and going. Right now, I know that God is on the move. In my marriage, and in Brandon, and in me, and I know that changing the way I think, and I know that adding to my life kind of a regular prayer life that's informed by scripture game changer. This is a silver bullet. Um, so, <clears throat> here's what I want you to do at your table I want you, there's note cards there, and there's, a, I hope, a couple pens. I want you to take two note cards, and I want you to, on one note card, I want you to just take a couple moments and think about um, think about what drives you nuts. Think about what gets on your nerves. Think about the ruts that you might have. Think about those things that, you know, come to mind. Yeah, man, she's always late. She's always late. You know, she he does not love my mother the way I think he should. Uh, you know, whatever it could be big, it could be really small. It doesn't really matter because those negative thoughts will take you down fast. So I'm just trying to raise your awareness a little bit, raise your awareness to what it is that you're thinking. Think it. Write down. As many as you can think of. Negative things. Don't show them to your spouse. Write with your hand. Write them in tiny fairy mice type or write them in code to yourself. I'll take them up from you or we'll tear them up or burn them or whatever. This table's burning paper tonight. They can they can burn your cards. But I want you to take a moment. Write down some negative stuff. Okay. Write down some thoughts that are just bad news. Even if they're very small. They' are bad trees, okay we want to yank those trees up and then on your second card, after you've folded your first card into a million piece a million ways so that no one can see what 's in it, and then we 're going to get rid of those, you know what I want you to do I want you to plant a good tree plant two or three good trees on your other card um, pull up something and if, even if we 're not really pulling up something tonight, I want you to just Tighten your awareness to what you're thinking about. But I hope you'll take time to think about it as you leave here and as you go through the week. I hope you'll I hope you'll take time to um, begin to meditate and cherish what you adore about your spouse. I'm going to say a benediction over you tonight. I'm going to give you a blessing just like they did back in the Lutheran church when I was a kid. Um... And it's a really good one. So here we go. Now may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. And may he strengthen your hearts so that you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes. Amen.